Nobody likes getting hurt, going to the doctor and dealing with all the stuff involved with trying to get better. But if you do happen to have a slip and fall, don't worry about it at all. The tremendous staff at Titan MRI is ready to find out what you need to do to get all fixed up. The winners of the Best of the Best contest in Gainesville, staffers at Titan MRI have more than 20 years of experience of making you feel comfortable during an MRI. The only locally owned and operated MRI center in town knows how crucial it is to get back to every everyday life so they've made it as easy as possible to get into their office just as easy as it was to score on florida state's football team the last few years and speaking of scoring all blue cross and blue shield members just got a gift to start off the new year they heard how many people wanted to get in and see joe and the crew at titan mri they made sure to add them to their network with offices in gainesville and now lake city there's an office near you so it's up to you tell your doctor you want to get to feeling better from the absolute best titan mri this program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardozo UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, we made it all the way to 4 o'clock. We get to be here for uh, two hours getting you home from uh, work. If you got off a little early today or if you're wrapping up the work week or or work day, then uh, we're happy you have joined us. Just uh, your, your boss comes by and you're listening on the computer. Tell him it's the tailgate. And you got PG here today, so it is certainly worth the listen. Happy to have uh, the doc here with us to uh, doctor all of you up as we continue the conversation. Jeff Cardozo here with you as well. Will is producing today, and the number's the same, 392-8255. PG, I know you got to uh, listen and snippets yesterday to the show so so you know as as expected and, and we talked about it last week when we were at spurriers together that this was going to be a saturday that i think told a lot about this program it could go one way it could go the other and certainly we know the way that it went and and judging by where the, the state of the program and the way mullen was post game and maybe the the way he wasn't on on monday then there's some stuff going on right now yeah and then they shut everything down so that's i guess tomorrow we'll get the sec tell mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really about it. No coaches will speak. Mullen will do that. I guess pregame you'll get a couple things, right? Mm-hmm. Postgame Saturday. It's too bad it's not Friday. I wish you, when you said it's the end of the work week, I was like, yeah, man, nice. I wish I could doctor that up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that I mean, th- that two-minute stretch at the end of the first half, I mean, it's been beaten up. It just was like, you know, I went to the bathroom, came back, and I said, what's the score again? Because <laughs> it was just unbelievable. I'm yeah. like, 20? 27? And that, I don't know how that happens. Like this team right now, just we talked about it, finds different ways to lose. The turnovers have been consistent. Sure. And that's frustrating. And we, we actually got one. Kind of reminded me of Trey Dean in the SEC championship. It's like you get your hopes up and you're like, no. And then, you know, you kind of just can see the yeah, writing right on back. the wall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like we haven't been getting very many turnovers for a while now, and I don't know why that is. Torrance played a good game, and I think his momentum carried him in, and I think what he said was, you know, he thought that was going to be a safety. And, you know, it's quick. I don't blame the kid, but sure. it's, like, just unfortunate, man, yeah. you know. And 
uh, I've heard everybody. And then there's some, you know, there's a lot of um, confusion from Gator fans. I don't know if that's exactly the right word, but, you know, people don't want to be negative. I think in our society now, like negativity kind of sells, you know, bad news uh, gets a lot of calls, but it just, I don't know. It just seems like things right now, it's kind of hard to find a positive, um, but it's never as bad as it seems, but there's a lot of work to be done. So I don't think they're as close as Dan Mullen thinks they are sometimes when he talks. Like he said, we're really close. We're Mm -hmm. really, you know, he talked about a handful of plays or we'd be, you know, maybe have three more wins. Sure. I don't think it's that close. And and the discipline is probably my number one on my list. The discipline penalties. He seems like he's corrected somewhat, which is a good thing. Yep. But just watching guys heard some of the callers. One guy um, yesterday, uh, I don't know if it was on this show or another show, called it loafing. There's a loaf category that some coaches give. And you know, I'm I'm not the judge and jury, but I've seen some loafing out there, and uh, you know, just not motor. They're not a high motor on some guys. Not all of them. And and you know, it's it's a tough time in the season right now, but. I just feel like your motor should go three star, four star, five star guy. It does like a motor is a motor, right? right? Like your your intensity. Yeah, there has to be a want to it. Yeah, certainly. Lollygaggers. Lollygaggers. Like on that, the Bull Durham. That's that's. There's some of that going on, yeah. and I, you know, that's my number one thing. If I had to name one thing that bothers me, like that just bothers me, because there's probably a lot of guys that would like to get out on the field and not do that, right? Or is that a is that a, a an organizational thing? I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's not the way that he is, or at least wasn't the way he was when he got here. Remember the I'll thumb wrestle you, mm-hmm. I'll beat you, I'll tiddly winks you, and whatever it is. So that mentality, I think, is there with, with Mullen. I just don't know if it's then being portrayed to the kids, and then certainly when they don't do it, there's no repercussions for not doing it. So that that's probably where that disconnect is when you have certain people that do want to do it, but you're not then... It's either A, happening in recruiting, but I mean, you know it. I mean, you, you got a high school kid, and you know we've been around high school kids all the time. Some have that motor, and some don't. And you look at them, and you, you want to say to the kid, dude, you're, you're not going to make it. Like, everybody's yeah. really, really good at the next level. You might be really good right now, but if you half-ass it, if you, you have this type of mind frame, then you're, you're not going to make it. And... It's I, I, maybe hard to see that sometimes in, in the recruiting process. Maybe you need to talk to more people or, I guess, interview the kids better. I, I don't know. Um, well, but I think it's – I don't know if you can necessarily at this point now teach it. What about using the bench? Yeah. I, that always seemed to work back in the day. But now I know kids get upset and they want to yeah, leave. And, they just and, transfer. And I, I, I'm – I don't really want to call a certain guy out, but let's just say he's a defensive end on the team that a caller called about yesterday. And mm-hmm. by the way, I really do love her calls. I can't remember <laughs> her name, but she's great. Michelle. Michelle. I like Michelle. Um, and I saw that, and I just I couldn't believe that he was he was he didn't even come out. Like you, that's I just any level of any sport that I've seen, if somebody if somebody gives up on something, unless they're injured. There's, they get put on the bench. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, maybe they're not seeing it until they look at film study later, but it was pretty obvious because they were out there in the middle of nowhere, the quarterback in this defensive yeah. end. So, um, that's my number one thing. I think that if they can circle the wagons here and pull out these last four games, we've got to treat it like one-game season every game. Mm-hmm. And you get a decent bowl matchup and you go in there and you can change uh, you know, the rhetoric and uh, the, the, the trajectory a little bit, I think – 
come out of this, but I don't know, man, which way it's going to go. You're going to have some guys that probably want to shut it down at some point, right? There's not a lot of high-end first, second-round picks on this team. There's no. a few that have a chance, but uh, what happens if they start shutting it down? Like, you know, making a business decision, I think they call it now. Mm-hmm. So, there, I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns, and yet, like Spurrier said, you only play a certain amount of times a year, so I'm excited for Saturday. It's just, I, I just, I'm really curious. Yeah, I mean, as, as much as I thought last Saturday was going to be a big game, like this one shouldn't be a big game, but just from what it means and, and what I guess we see from our own eyes that say, okay, well, these guys have bought in or these guys are willing to change or these guys are going to play hard or this is the way Mullen's going to be or this is what's going to happen when they coach. Like if you see something change drastically and Florida goes and plays like they're, they're capable of, then – I think that's a good thing, but if I mean if you struggle against a South Carolina team that, that has four wins and they just beat Vandy by a point, then obviously there still is something going on. Yeah. And and I think that's what's going to be really, really interesting to see how they react on Saturday and, and who shows up and who goes about it. Yep. Good chance Richardson won't be out there. I mean right? I, they're not gonna tell you anything right now, but um you know, somebody was carrying his helmet. He went into the tent and then came off, and that's usually a sign of, of mm-hmm. concussion protocol. He might be back out there Saturday, but you might be down to Emory Jones and, and some freshman quarterbacks behind them. So that changes things pretty drastically, right? Now, you, Emory didn't play poorly against Georgia. It was kind of mop-up time, yeah. and, and you know, I don't know if they were playing their ones the whole game. But, you know, you're going to have more than likely Emory – as the guy, it's his team for a little while again. Who knows? Richardson might be out there, but that you know, that changes things again because you kind of handed it over to Richardson. Yeah, you got to that point where you made that decision to to do it, and then a couple quarters in, you got to go right back to the way that it was again. And you know, going back to recruiting, like Emory was a highly recruited player. Mm-hmm. He was a you know, I think like the fourth or fifth dual threat quarterback ranked in his class, Ohio State commit. Um, but he's just still not really a good passer yet. You know, he shows some signs, but it's usually like the fundamentals sometimes don't look good. Uh, but he's been here a long time, and you're seeing freshmen play all over the country at high levels. I think, you know, you got to start kind of looking at getting maybe some higher-end guys that can throw the ball more advanced because right. they're playing earlier. People don't want to sit anymore either. So you're kind of in this spot. I, I just, I don't know. It's going to be, like I said, it's, it's just really interesting. I don't think I can remember a Florida season like this, the four and eight year, but this isn't quite like that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Expectations were a little different. Yeah. And certainly what Dan Mullen expected to, to happen with this year has not done it. So. We'll see. All right, we got uh, a couple hours to talk about it all. 392-8255. We'll take a timeout, get those phone lines opened up, and get after it. Jeff and PG here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ava Krivosh. Starting off in local sports, after a triumphant run in the SEC tournament, the Gators soccer team season came to a close with a loss to Tennessee in the SEC quarterfinals by the score of 5-2. The Vols got the quick lead with two goals in the first 20 minutes of play and the Gators could not make the comeback. Continuing with Gators sports, long snapper Marco Ortiz was named a finalist for the Burlesworth Trophy. Ortiz is currently a redshirt junior in his fourth season with the Florida Gators. The Atlanta Braves look to take the World Series over the Astros in Game 6 tonight. 
Left-hand pitcher Max Freed will be starting on the mound for the Braves as Houston starts right-hand pitcher Luis Garcia. You can catch a live coverage of this matchup right here starting at 7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ava Krivash. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey Gator Nation, it's Jamil here from the Mealy Pop Shop. Gainesville's home for all things sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia, autographs, Pokemon, Funko Pop, comics, coins, and more. Just wanted to share with you information about our new website, MealyPops.com. Well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I won some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything on the store, so come on by the shop for a selection over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. Remember, MealyPops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com, and we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation, and as always, Go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. This is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with the University of Florida's only official personal injury law firm partner, Jeffrey Meldon of Meldon Law. Jeffrey, I hear you are the go-to place for free tickets to Gator Athletic Games. That's right, Jeff. Meldon Law is the place to score tickets to all the Gator games. Go to MeldonLaw.com or visit our Facebook page to enter our contest and you could win tickets to an upcoming game. You heard it here, Gator fans. Go to MeldonLaw.com or the Meldon Law Facebook page for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play. So if you bleed orange and blue, Meldon Law is the firm for you. To some, that may just sound like ice hitting heavy-duty plastic. But to a Bud Light legend, it's a signal that says it's time. Time to dust off the barbecue tongs and load up the cooler with 37 Bud Lights and an assortment of dips. Because it's time to take back all the fun we've missed. Welcome back, Bud Light Legends. Let's take summer by the coolers. Cooler up at BudLightLegends.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2021 AB Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. From the weight room to the war room, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 
850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, we have float on as the phone lines are open now, 392-8255. Again, Will producing today. Jeff and PG duels back tomorrow. He was speaking to people in Savannah. How did that go? Uh, he said it was all right. Is that a gator club up there? I think it was actually like a bulldog group, which really? is kind of weird. Huh. They said they made him uh, wear like a coat and tie, and he never dresses up. No. Normally he strolls in there like basketball shorts and... <laughs> Does his thing. A polo and basketball yeah. shorts. I've seen that. So I've seen that. He uh, he said it was all right. Good for him getting away. Yeah. He's, he's, he does a lot to be retired, man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to tell him, you're not retired, man. Not at all. No. He uses that, though. He does. My retired life. I'm like, no. No. Not happening. All right. Well, full lines are never uh, retired this time of year because it's football season. I know many of you want to talk. So let's do it at 392-8255. John's going to kick off those phone calls. Hey, John, welcome. Yeah, good afternoon, Jeff and PG. I, I think I've heard you one other time, and I and I like your insights. So, welcome aboard. Thank you, sir. Um, good luck to you, Jeff, on the Braves tonight. I'm rooting hard for them. You know, I'm a National League person anyway because I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan. But so, let's go Braves. Um, you know, you guys have made comments about. You know, I know one guy of defense and, you know, kind of taking time, plays off and stuff like that. And and I agree with, you know, the, the bench is a great motivator. But end of the day, it's got to be a healthy balance because if you're just plugging people in there that have never had experience, I mean, you still got to think about winning the ball game. You know, if he's not, if he's not producing, there's one thing. But – you know, the thing, you know, we also talk about negativity, you know, in the, in the Gator Nation. But it's kind of hard to to not see the national media, you know, things on Facebook and YouTube where, you know, Dan Mullen is kind of like kind of casual about, you know, talking about recruiting. You know, it's like it's hard for us to just have this just sick pit in our stomach to think where this program's going. So it's also hard. I mean, I try to be positive, you know, when the positive is, is warranted. But what do you guys see? See, I mean, Jeff, you're in the program all the time. I mean, what do you what do you see the, the scope of this of this team? I, I, I still there's there's plenty of one in the coaching staff. It's obviously now the kids that have to make the decision on whether or not they're going to act differently, do some different stuff, like be accountable for some of the things that they are able to get away with and not get away with that anymore. And, you know, I, I think almost treat this like it's a, it's a job. I think there, there's a lot of guys in there that are somewhat nonchalant and they're like, man, I'm getting all the girls. I'm getting all this, the swag and whatever I want. And, and that's really cool to be here at the university of Florida. I mean, but what would really be cool is if you get all that in and you win, you might even get more of it. And and right. I just I don't know if there's enough guys that that kind of buy into that. So I, I know that this week is in and with the press conference getting canceled or ended it somewhat abruptly on on Monday. It's they they want to just take some of the negativity away because it it is it's true and I think it wears wears on those guys a little bit. You know I and and knowing Dan and being around him, you know you can certainly tell that he's not happy. 
with with the way it's all been. I mean, he's probably thinking, gosh, I, I got this program in three years to heights that nobody even saw this past decade, and all of a sudden you're you know, two points away from Bama, an extra point away from potentially beating them, and everything was still, the sky's the limit, and now what, a month later, it's like the end of the world. So it's it's. I think it's just come quickly, unexpectedly for Mullen because he's so used to having things go well and, and doing things the, the right way and, and winning a lot, and, and it's just, I think it's hard right now. I mean, you know, it's just a microcosm of things to happen. You know, we hear positive things about, you know, Damian Pierce is running hard, and then he gets taken out. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I wasn't a close observer as some of the other callers, but if that's obviously the truth, is like, what do we? I mean, what are we doing here? Not not you or me. What are we doing as a program if we're not using the hot hand, you know, so to speak? I mean, I know his philosophy, but and and I actually think, and I've said this before. Different running styles work better in certain games. Sure. So, like the right. Kentucky game, Pierce should have been getting the ball. In my opinion, I mean, who am I? But I felt like he was getting two to three on his own. Maybe a, he, he was going to get four or five yards, and we we weren't able to do that against them. Naquan style sometimes that little shifty, slithery right. catching the ball out of the backfield. But the hot hand, Mullen even said that we're going to play the hot hand. We're going to go to the hot guy, and and I don't think that he happens. Didn't do it. All year, yeah. it looks very scripted. Uh, Pierce, what's the running back's name at Michigan? The, the Heisman Trophy uh, candidate. I can't think of his name. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to disrespect him, but hit Pierce has averages more per touch yeah. than that kid does. And I'm not saying he would win the Heisman Trophy, but he's having a really good year. And I mean, I see he's the only guy that's that has a want that we that we see. And a desire to go out there and play hard. He shows evidence on his on his runs. He runs hard. So he's the hardest runner. But I think as but as you look at the game script for that one, though, I think Mullen because he said right, it to quick. me during the week. It's like, you hey, know? I don't know if he's fast enough to get by these Georgia guys and be able to do different things. So we need Malik in there, who's quicker to run these types of plays. So he wasn't a part of the game plan. So then they don't change it. But yeah, I think John, that's where you probably can envision something and say. Well, gosh, this guy is running hard. It's working. Maybe we found something, even though we didn't expect it. And then he takes off. I mean, did did the Jets expect uh, Mike White, White to throw for 400 yards and three touchdowns? No. By By yeah, the way, our our, no. our Dolphins are our, our Dolphins know? are are done, John. It's uh, it's been rough. Well, they didn't go with a trade, which I thought with Des- Deshaun Watson. I think they're waiting at the end of the year. Sure. I mean, it's just it's like I mean, I'll end it on this. It's a microcosm on. On Sunday, they're playing hard. You know, I was kind of proud of the way they were holding Buffalo down, kind of like what they the, the Gators were doing against Georgia. They did turn up a lead at the end, but then the last play of the game, they throw a three-yard swing pass for a minus three yards. I mean, you're trying to win the, you're trying to get back in a ball game, and these three yards outs instead of stretching. Who cares if you throw a fifty-yard interception? The game's over anyway. So yeah. that's that's the frustration. As always, Jeff, you do a great job. And, PG, keep up the good work, and I'll holler at you guys later. All right, Jeff. Um, I think this weekend everybody lost, right? Jacksonville lost. Dolphins, FSU Tampa lost. Bay, Miami. Miami, Miami was, won. I they think. did pull it out? Yeah. Dang, they're the only one. It yeah. was almost the negative parlay. <laughs> if you think about it, yeah, the Gators, can. FSU, yeah. Tampa Bay lost yeah. uh, New, Orleans, New Orleans, which was weird, too, with their backup. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, I guess yeah, Miami pulled it out. So that was the only big team. I mean, you know, 
UCF. Yeah. And, and that's I think that's the hard part now watching all this because remember we're, we're making so much fun of Florida State at the beginning of the year, and Miami's awful. Like those two programs are actually man going in the the positive direction, and and the Gators are now falling back a little bit. They almost beat Clemson. Mm-hmm. Would you say Florida's a better team than Clemson right now? I mean, I haven't watched much of Clemson. I've yeah. seen some. You'd probably say yes. I would probably say yes. But you had to think about it, sure. right? They're talented. Yeah. Their quarterback play hasn't been very no. good either. But you kind of could look at that game against FSU, Clemson and FSU and say, okay, this, this is isn't a cupcake. Like, right? At least we get them at home. I want to win that game. Have to. Have, have to. Yeah. Agreed. Can't be a want. All right, let's get uh, Steve to join us next. Stevie, what's up? Hey, not too much, Jeff. What's going on, brother? Living the dream. Living the dream. Hey, listen, I don't see a lot of enthusiasm out of the the football team. I mean, you know, I hate – I can't say it's 100%, but I don't see any guys that look like they want to go out there and dig down and play. And a caller mentioned it just a minute ago. I don't think the bench is a motivation anymore because these guys will just transfer out. Yeah, it's, uh, that's what it's become, and it's certainly unfortunate. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure Mullen feels that same way. I think he's probably at the point where it's, hey, if you don't want to be here, then GTFU or GTFO. Yeah. <laughs> You're but, writing it down like McKinsey. You know, it, it starts the head coach gets all the blame and all the credit, right, mm-hmm. most of the time. But your position, it breaks down to position coaches. And I'd say the offensive line played really hard. Princely was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those guys, Braun played pretty Braun played well. well yeah. yeah, man. I mean, they they didn't they didn't get blown up. They they didn't you know that was a great front they played against. But then there's other units where the guys. I think it's almost unit wide. Like you know, I, I thought the wide receivers were blocking pretty well. I you know, I don't think everybody's not playing hard. I think and then that to me would go on to. It's still the head coach's responsibility, but the position coaches to motivate and be able to like micromanage that better. Sure. Right? Yes. Well, it it looks to me like some guys are just going through the motions, you know, expecting their their great high school career to carry on to the college football field, and, and it doesn't do it. No, it's, it's different at this level. And, Gosh, I mean, you've seen so many guys over the years come in with that mindset and say it's just going to be the same. And fortunately for me, I I don't know if I I came in with that mindset, but I realized that after talking to David Ross, I mean, he was a guy that got me to change what it was. And, you know, some some guys are fortunate enough to be able to to do that and and make it change. And other guys just want to, again, be around girls and get some cool swag and kind of coast their way through and... They they have no desire to to do anything. I mean, I just say you got to find guys with more desire. I think that's where it, it all comes down to. Do you remember that FSU tweet earlier in the year when they were lost like four in a row and the girl they went oh, yeah. viral? She's awesome. like, none of y'all talk to them. If they say they play <laughs> football, what, what, something like, yeah. what do you play, baseball? Oh, it's funny, but don't talk to the football players till they start winning. Yeah. <laughs> Um, hey, well, I've I've seen a little get up and go out of Seminoles in the last two or three weeks. So, yeah, uh, they they're still uh, they're still behind the eight ball on a lot of their talent. But uh, another year or two of recruiting, and and they'll probably be all right uh, if they keep going the direction they're going in now. I think Norvell had to get rid of some players up there, didn't he? He did, and brought in some some transfers to fill the gap. 
All right, brother. Have All a right. good afternoon. Steve, you too. All right. Appreciate you. All right. Yeah, your Braves, man. They just got to pull out one more. That's it. This is where Morton's hurt. It hurts yeah. not to have him. He's pitching so well. I know. Freed tonight. It is Freed tonight. So it's it's set up how you would want it. Like if like Freed, who's been your best pitcher in August, down the stretch, if he can go five, then you've got your four dudes in the bullpen to give you an inning each and, and win. Just and he's rested. Score a couple runs. He didn't throw too many pitches no, yeah, last he, time out. He didn't throw a lot. They And they kind of nickel and dimed him. And yeah. not like he got roughed up. It was like seeing eye single, hit a single against the shift, blooper. I think out of the five hits he gave up in that second inning, only like one was hit even somewhat decent. So we'll see. See if he can get that curveball over and be nasty. All right, we'll get a break. We'll come back, continue the conversation. You are listening to the tailgate powered by Davis Gainesville Chevrolet. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Want to start a career with a local company that's been in business for almost four decades, proudly serves the growing needs of our community, and has excellent pay and benefits? Join the quality plumbing team today. From high school grads to apprenticeships, journeymen to master plumbers, quality plumbing can help you build a rewarding career in a high-demand industry. Earn while you learn. Endless opportunities for advancement in job security. Visit qualityplumbing.com today to learn more. License number CFC 043073. Well, folks, football season snuck up on us, and we're right in the middle of all the action. So if you weren't ready, well, that's on you. Don't let that happen when it comes to Christmas time. It's time to start thinking about getting that special somebody a unique gift that they'll remember forever. And the first place you should think of when doing that is Oaks Jewelry. Let their amazing staff put together something unique that'll score you more points than the orange and blue do on the football field. Whether it's a Christmas proposal, a necklace for mom with all the kids' birthstones, or anything in between, there is no place that'll treat you better than Oaks Jewelry. So stop in today. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you. 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their license 
licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Cloud cover decreasing a bit this evening. Overnight, mostly clear. Lows turning chilly in the mid-50s. Sunny tomorrow, highs near 80. Mostly clear tomorrow night. Then Thursday and Friday, we have a system that should impact our area. Scattered to numerous showers will be likely Thursday night into Friday. Much cooler for the upcoming weekend with high temperatures barely making it to the mid-60s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Roger Goodell gets paid over $120 million the last two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, he. It's interesting, too, because I'm looking at a story from uh, April 29th, 2020, and it's Roger Goodell is cutting his salary to zero. Somehow combined between last year and this year, it's $120-something million. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Gator Talk with head football coach Dan Mullen. Thursday evenings at 7 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio All right, we are back. Jeff and PG here with you on a uh, Tuesday edition of the Tailgate. I know who that is. That must be Pat's bump music. Rush. Yeah, man. Yeah. They're very unique. Yes. So yeah, very much so. My, uh, I he t- did pick them. I'll let him. He did, didn't he? Yeah. He's into that, man. He, I used to like reading that article. I don't know if it's the back nine at the very end. He'd yeah, give he you his new it. some new songs. I mm-hmm. always thought that was kind of unique, cool. It's always something I never heard of. So yeah. No, he likes all the obscure stuff. He does, man. He does. But I figured that was his music. Yeah. All right. Music to our ears when you call. So let's uh, keep it up with Jake. Jake, what's up? Hey, uh, I got a thought here how we can get rid of our quarterback controversy. Okay. Let's go out and get Rattler from Oklahoma before Arizona or Arizona State gets him. That adds some real experience to uh, the program. What do you think about that? I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, if if you... He's available. Oh, I know he's available, but if he's not... If he didn't do what he was supposed to do there and it looked awful and, I mean, you couldn't get God's gift to the position to the, coach you up, uh, which, I mean, you just coach up... He's pretty good, Jeff. I know he's, he's pretty, pretty good, good, but why? then why was he bad this year? In that offense, I don't know. He didn't look. I know he has to look good, but he's, I, he, he, I think he got pressured real bad by that Caleb Williams kid was the number one prospect. Everybody yeah, wanted I know. Georgia, Alabama. Uh, I think Rattler. I think it got him uh, rattled. It's just a, a thought. Well, then if you I got mean, a guy that's that's rattled, why would you want him here? Beautiful. Oh man, he threw the most beautiful pass. I mean, look what he did to us last year. He tore us apart, Jeff. He took us to pieces. Yeah, but against a, a that team that wasn't game. trying. He was on QB1, which mm-hmm. is uh, – Richardson was on one of those at one of those seasons. But I actually watched that season. And Rattler – Rattler can be a handful. I mean, I guess great players can, you know, have that 
in them sometimes, but but he was he, he was a little bit of a problem if you watch that show. I mean, some of the players yeah. on, his, on his own team didn't really care for him, but he was so super talented. And I guess arrogance comes with being great sometimes, right? Like I don't know what the yeah. balance is there. He can throw it, but he's I think he comes with some 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 things and yeah. he wants to go pro. Yeah, he, he's definitely not perfect, but he's He's got big game experience, and he, he's a baller. He really is. Anyway, it's just, uh, I guess, jargon. You guys have a good one. All right, Jake. Thank you. Um, you see Richardson with his NIL deal today? Yeah. Do my old gig. Yeah, man. He got a Durango. Yeah. And then he trades it in every X amount three of time. Months, three months. Get something else of value or less. I can't do that deal because I drive too much. Uh, I'm, a, I'm not going to name a player that said this story, but there was a transfer that came to Florida during Spurrier's years. And he was a big time player. He was from the state of Florida and he played a lot here. He wasn't, you know, he was a starter, but not, you know, all world. And he talked to a, a current, well, not a current player, but an ex player. And he said, Hey, wh- where do we get our car from? And that, that player said, well, we, we don't do that here. <laughs> you know? And, and you can just imagine where he was coming from. Sure. Well, where, where do I pick up my car? Right. Well, now they can go pick up their cars. Mm-hmm. So it's a changing world, man. And like you were, you were mentioning earlier, somebody was mentioning social media, right? Think about what the coaches have to deal with right now, man. In such a short amount of time, NIL, social media, transfer portal. They get paid a lot of money to do it, but has there ever been this much uncharted territory? No. And so many distractions from just playing the game. There's no question. Yeah. And it makes it hard. And and then, you know, again, not to completely like just call out guys or do different things, but we had a conversation about Trey Dean yesterday on the show after you know, Gators are down 24 nothing, He makes a tackle and he's pounding his chest and acting like he's all big and bad. And it just, I don't know, it rubs me the wrong way. because I, I see it all the time, like getting to do Gator volleyball matches. You know, Florida usually pounds everybody. And you're like, you're, you're down, it might be like 22 to – 12 or something and you know girl gets a spike and then she just like Ah. acts like she just won the national championship i'm like dude you're down nine in the set like chill out a little bit but but you know what that girl's probably gonna make that her profile video right for everybody to see just crushing on florida yeah so you know what else happened on that trey dean play if you if you were you obviously were paying attention the georgia player pointed at the scoreboard right that was embarrassing. Like, yeah, I, I would be fine. I was embarrassed because you know, I love the University of Florida. Sure. I would like to hope that we wouldn't do something like that. You know, coaches used to say, "When you score, act like you've been there before." Like we're yeah. UF, man. We're down. Like we shouldn't be happy about anything right now. Like give your best yeah. and, and and show sportsmanship. And and then it continued to even post game. Like oh, I saw on that. his Instagram. So Did he take that like, down? Did he take it down? I have no idea. I don't have Instagram, but I saw it. Are there still schools in the SEC? Does Alabama allow their players? Is it, is it just like a policy? I don't think you can, like, I don't know how that works. Like, I, I know that Saban had a social media ban or something with the players, but that'd be interesting. Like, I don't know how many schools do that. If Georgia does that, if I, I know well, Alabama had something a year or two ago where their players weren't allowed to do things on social media. I, I, it is school specific and coach specific because I know that it's happened in baseball where he's so he said hey no social media during the season he did do that mm-hmm. see so, so he has so I don't think that's a bad thing no I don't think so at all so I don't want to ever take away somebody's voice that's I, the only thing that would bother me freedom of speech but it destroys I don't think it I think the 
the cons outweigh the pros so easily. Yeah. Because like, when, when you got guys that are coming back to right after a game and it's more important than to go straight to your locker and grab your phone and scroll through Instagram or Twitter or your Snapchat or whatever it is, then, I mean, that's, that's not right. No. Like before you even have your uniform off. I'm sure it's happening. And I and I know that it's happening in, in other places because I've I've talked to people about it. So it's definitely a different world. I like to know if Alabama allows their players to, to do that. social media. So They're look, kind of the standard. You know, you look sure. for greatness, you look for what's working and, and systematic, you know, uh success. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think those things I know Shane has mentioned the way that we come out and dress. Uh everybody's different. It's it's it, it didn't bother me, but after Shane kept harping on it, because he said that now for a few weeks, I did kind of notice it. And it does seem very individualistic. But then do you want to strip a player from being himself kind of thing? No, but you, you wear a uniform, far. right? Sure. Did you see the Bruce Feldman article in The Athletic? No. You haven't seen that yet? Mm-hmm. That That's, a, you know, The Athletic, they put out some good things. And, sure. and I'm not saying that this is all factual, but uh, he, there was a lot of talk about things like that and and – and basically kind of the command down at, at UF Yeah, in that article. Okay. Hope to check it out. Let's see what uh, Mike's got for us. Mike, welcome. Hey, thanks. Uh, enjoy the show, guys. I really do. Thank you. Um, the, the thing that uh, struck me, and I, I agree with you guys about that defensive end and, the court and Georgia's quarterback, it's like if you stuck those two guys running a 40-yard dash against each other, our defensive end would beat him by 10 yards. And why he didn't catch him on that play is just was a total quit. But and the reason I called, uh, Jeff, was, you know, I think Dan at times can uh, talk a better game on recruiting than he actually does on effort. And I'm not saying that recruiting is everything, but um, – it's like he's been in the SEC for a long time. I think he has his own processes in play. It's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be very hard for him to switch gears and try to become a big-time recruiter. And I'm just wondering what you guys think. Yeah, I think he needs to change probably the way he, he goes about. Because as much as, Mike, we're sitting here talking about what, what kids are doing on social media and, and different things, like I – I don't know if it was like this even 10 years ago. Like they care more about being coddled and being told how great they are than actually what can be done for you. I think Mullen's philosophy is, Hey, here's what I've done. Here's who I put in the NFL. Here's, here's what my philosophy is. Here's the success I had. Cause again, like still Florida's fourth in the country right now at running the football. So, I mean, you look at their offense and despite all the struggles, everything else is going on. It's still going to be one of the, the best offensive teams in school history statistically when it's all said and done. But what Kirby Smart is doing, he's saying, like, listen, I, I need you so bad. You're the greatest person on the face of the earth. And he's telling that to everybody, but it works. And and Mullen's not necessarily like that. So maybe that's where it needs to change. But then again, that's his personality. So he's probably not going to get to that point. So I, I don't know exactly what you need to do, but... You know, as, as much as – and PG's all into recruiting and way more than me, but I, I went back and looked at this. The last three recruiting classes, Mike, under Mullen, 
If you look at 247, they average 10th in the country. It's the best one because it's a composite. Yes. So, so that's the composite. I, I feel like that takes it and puts it into one. So you're not just getting, you know, one bit of information. Like rivals tends to talk about this the other day. Yeah. They do downgrade some guys based on school, I think. Yeah. So you even that out by getting the composite. So if you look at that, I mean, it's still like basically 10th in the country out of, out of all the teams that are out there. And obviously we want him to be elite and, and get it higher. And rivals, it's actually a little bit higher. It's like it's like an eight or, or so over the last three years. So, I mean, we we hear now that it, it makes it sound like Mullins like the worst recruiter ever, and like you know we're talking about fiftieth in the country or something like that. But it it hasn't been the case. So I think he's still getting guys here, but now it's just the fact: are you getting the right guys here and and at the right positions? Well, on both of your all's examples, I I think it's a little skewed. Because on even on the composites, and he's ended up 10th, they've been classes that have not been balanced. Very, very weak on the offensive line. Very, very weak at defensive tackle. And I, I'm still old school enough to believe that you, you start building your team, like Will Mustaine said, and many before him said, in the line of scrimmage. And then the second thing, on the uh, rushing statistics, I'd like to see, and I don't, you know, I'd like to. That's a projection. Number one. Number two. I'd like to see. I don't know who was the number one rushing team in school history, but I'd like to see how many games they did that in. I don't. I doubt if it was a twelve-game season. Hmm. So I don't know if those all add up. You know. Sure. Apples, when it's apples. all said and done, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I I I do believe there's a gap, and I just I hope because I, I like Dan, I want him do well i want him to be successful but i think it's going to be like you said recruiting is you know kissing butt of 17 and 18 year olds it's not rewarding it's so hard it's getting worse and i just don't know if he's got the stomach for it yeah no it's great great conversation mike okay thank you so so my thing on the recruiting over the last few years is i'm like okay the wheels aren't falling off and we're right there, but there's usually five teams ahead of Florida in the SEC. Mm-hmm. That That's what kind of hurts. And they're sometimes signing five or six five stars, almost can't miss guys, and some of those guys can miss. So I'm thinking, you know, while I'm, you know, scheming in my own mind of what Florida's going to end up, well, it only takes a couple more guys. And then all of a sudden Florida's ranked with those t- with that 10th and 12th class, two five stars that they missed out on, right, puts them at like five. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, year four or five, that would change a little bit and we would do would the things. Yeah. yeah, and what's happened this cycle, for whatever reason, you know, the, the transition on defense it looks like, you know, Grantham's contract's up, you're losing guys. You're, you're actually going the other way a bit. And they're going to creep back up so because their numbers are very low right now with the, the team commitments. Even if they added three stars and a few four stars, they're going to finish in the teens. So I know that's not what I want. That's sure. not what I'm used to. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely not going to end up like 40. But you never know. I mean, how do you know, right? You're still – it's getting late, six weeks away. I think it's December 10th. So – uh, but it's just the trending in the opposite direction when I thought it would be tweaked. Yeah, especially after the success over the last three years well, and yeah. where the program was going. And that's another thing I wanted to say to you. So think about who Mullen has put into the league I know. from the skill position standpoint. Yeah. And 
I know Percy was great, and obviously we had a tight end that went to the league that played pretty well for a while. Mm-hmm. But can you remember a time, or is there a, a, a group of guys that Van Jefferson, I'm watching last night, Tony's making yeah. plays, Swain's Pitts, either. Swain, yeah. I'm forgetting somebody off the top of my head. Was there ever a time where we actually had four or five starting receivers in the league, like even Spurrier's years? Like how many guys really went to the league? Like Mullen's putting guys in the league. I know. And that doesn't translate. It's weird. Isn't that strange to you? Like, the blue, like Arch Manning, I'm not saying he should come to Florida, but shouldn't Dan be getting looks? Because the way he's – look at his quarterback uh, lineage, what he's developed mm-hmm. from Dak Prescott. I mean, Tim Tebow was a great college player, had a cup of coffee in the NFL. It's just uh, – Smith from Utah. Alex Smith, yeah. number, number one pick. And so, then obviously what Trask was able to do. So, so he's got the resume. Yeah. I feel like – I should go in the room with him and just show the resume and then let him do the rest. We'll close. You'll the be deal. like the dude at the end of the timeshare talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, Where are you going to sign? <laughs> <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It's all there. Right. I feel like but there's just some kind of disconnect yeah. in that process, which is strange. All right. We got to get a break. We'll do that. Come back and finish up the first hour. You were listening to the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ava Krivosh. Starting off in local sports after a triumphant run in the SEC tournament, the Gators soccer team season came to a close with a loss to Tennessee in the SEC quarterfinals by the score of 5-2. The Vols got the quick lead with two goals in the first 20 minutes of play and the Gators could not make the comeback. Continuing with Gators sports, long snapper Marco Ortiz was named a finalist for the Burlesworth Trophy. Ortiz is currently a retro junior in his fourth season with the Florida Gators. In Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves look to take the World Series over the Houston Astros in Game 6 tonight. Left-hand pitcher Max Fried will be starting on the mound for the Braves as Houston starts right-hand pitcher Luis Garcia. You can catch a live coverage of this matchup right here starting at 7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ava Krivosh. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. The semi-annual sale everyone waits for is here this weekend at International Diamond Center. Get extra savings store-wide, lowest prices all year, plus 36 months zero-interest financing. And it's like double the selection with all the industry's top designers here with their entire collections, everything on sale. It's a three-day, $60 million event, lowest prices before the holidays, including over 1,000 new diamonds purchased just for this event this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only, only at IDC at Celebration Point on approved credit. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. There are so many great Gator fans out there that show up on Saturdays and are losing their voices and making sure they do what they can to help the boys get a W. The Gator Collective was established as a way to create opportunities for Gator players in any sport and give you, the fans, exclusive content that nobody else can get. Something special is happening, and this is a chance for you to be a part of it. Check out everything you need to know and unite yourself with some of the best student athletes there are. Log on today to thegatorcollective.com and start making a difference in Gator Nation. 
There's a ton of great benefits to living out in the country. The space, the stars, the farm animals, and the ability to swim naked when need be. But the one thing that I found out that's not cool, when the septic stops. Then there's a wee bit of a problem. Thankfully, I was able to call Newsome Well and Septic, and I was saved. This family-owned and operated business is the best, whether it's commercial or residential. They do well drilling, pump repair, pump outs, drain fields, septics, and they're available 24-7 if need be. Kyle and Josh Myers have been at it for as long as Dooley's been writing. So if your toilet don't swallow, give them a holler. Newsome Well and Septic. Remember the name because you'll certainly remember the results. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. The semi-annual sale everyone waits for is here this weekend at International Diamond Center. Get extra savings store-wide, lowest prices all year, plus 36 months zero-interest financing. And it's like double the selection with all the industry's top designers here with their entire collections, everything on sale. It's a three-day, $60 million event, lowest prices before the holidays, including over 1,000 new diamonds purchased just for this event this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. Only at IDC at Celebration Point. On approved credit. Bump, set, spike. We are your home for Gator Women's Volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to The Tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF the flagship of the Florida Gators. All right, Jeffrey and uh, PG, back with you. We'll get a, another call to wrap up the hour, and that's going to go to AP Gator. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good. I, I have a lot of statements and questions. I kind of want to pick y'all brains, but I know we don't have time. But anyway, um, I think that a great hire – when we're talking about recruiting, should be Ed Orgeron. What do y'all think about that as a defensive coordinator? Um, his contract is up. We won't lose money. We can afford to spend money. And if you want to win, you have to spend money. So what y'all think about the Ed Orgeron hire? He's a great recruiter. The, yeah, all that's true. The the biggest the elephant in the room with Orgeron is that, that – was a Title Nine mm-hmm. investigation? I don't think yeah, you're part of the reason why he's probably out of uh, yeah. there. Yeah, that's contributing to that. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. I mean, I've actually even heard like Gene Chizik's name thrown around a little bit, which would be interesting. Obviously, he had good defenses there. I mean, he had some good players at Auburn with one of his Fairleys years and and those guys. But he's got some some Gator ties certainly, mm-hmm. and always yeah. recruited pretty well. Yeah, and th- and then one more thing, like coaches like Dan Mullen, who um. I guess he's a decent manager, um, but we know that he's not really good at recruiting. Is there like a recruiting coordinator that kind of he he kind of give a, a leeway to, or I guess he kind of submits to that authority and like can put him on a set schedule? Like, hey, this is what we need to be doing in order to be successful in recruiting. Hey, you need to visit this guy. Hey, and kind of keep him, you know, I guess motivated, or because he might not know how to recruit or any other coach. Like that, or even positions uh, specialized for recruiting, um, 
you know, to make this, you got to put money into the program if you want to see results. You know, so what y'all think about that? Hmm. So, yeah, I think they got to look at all of that because other teams, and I don't know the exact specifics, but the numbers are higher, and there's there's people in their recruiting staff that they're that's what they do. They're not just administrators, and which is great because yeah. you want organization, but you need you need people that that recruit that know how to do that. And a lot of other schools have a ton of that. And then of course the people keeping the organization tight, the administrative types. But uh, I think that's something they definitely got to look at. Florida lost his name's escaping me. Um, one of their one of their recruiting uh, guys to Georgia six months ago. Yeah, he was in the he was you know just one of the kind of guys in in that, not the yeah. head guy. No, I but, but but you know I, the, I think AP Gator. I mean PG makes a great point. I mean there's there's schools out there that have guys that's solely their job certainly, but I mean they're looking at guys in seventh grade. And they're already on boards, and they're saying, "Okay, by the time they're in ninth grade, here's what we're going to do, and here's how we're going to go about it." And then, if you you got to coddle a person for four years to uh, inevitably get them, and you know those bigger programs are the ones doing that. Yeah, because there's no doubt that it's here. We have something to sell. Sure. Um, but at, at the same time, the kids nowadays don't know Florida as the Florida of great, so we have to spend a lot of money to get back there, so that. We can be like the Clemsons in Alabama where we don't have to spend as much money once we're there, you know, because the program is selling itself now. So that's just what I think. All right. That's good. Thank you. Appreciate the phone call. All right. No problem. Yeah. Good point. The thing is, Florida's Florida's in Florida. And and nationally, I think that the brand is one of the most iconic out there. And certainly what the swamp is, it's, it's that in itself, too. I really thought. You know, with this whole pandemic, COVID, uh, that guys would stay closer to home. Yeah. And you're not even seeing that. You're still no. getting a big, you know, bunch of guys going to other schools outside of the state. Because you're recruiting against everybody, not Miami and Florida State, even though they're down. You're always recruiting against them, but it's everybody else Ohio State, but Alabama. All right, back for hour two, right after this. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Studios, new cars make the best used cars. That's why at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, our buyers search all over Florida for only the cleanest, later model, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. And why you can feel confident knowing you're getting a safe, reliable vehicle backed by a local, reputable, hands-on dealer. Visit Davis Gainesville Chevy today and shop the area's largest pre-owned selection. Nearly every make and model. And with prices starting at just $99. 95. Everyone must pass a rigorous 170-point inspection. Many come with remaining factory warranties. And all are backed by Davis's three-day love-it-or-bring-it-back guarantee. Even dozens of GM-certified pre-owned vehicles are available with better-than-new car warranties. Plus, Davis Gainesville Chevy has finance plans for everyone. So why pay the difference if you can't tell the difference? Get a fully inspected, like new car or truck today for a fraction of the new car price at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, North Main Street, online at GainesvilleChevy.com. See dealer for complete details. There's a brighter way to bank at Radiant Credit Union, like with our home equity line of credit that includes a credit card, so accessing your money is as simple as a tap. No checks, no complicated transfers. It's just easy access whenever and wherever you need. Applying online is easy, too, and your loan approval is quick with our local team. 
Plus, Radiant offers a great low introductory rate, so you'll keep more of your money for your next big project. Now, whether you're looking to make home improvements, paying down high-interest credit card debt, or a down payment on a vacation home, your home equity line of credit is ready when you are. Radiant puts your home equity in your hand so you can plan smarter, access easier, and enjoy longer. There's a brighter way to bank. It's at Radiant Credit Union with the home equity line of credit. Visit RadiantCU.org slash HELOC for details. That's RadiantCU.org slash HELOC for details. Radiant is federally insured by the NCUA. Nobody likes getting hurt, going to the doctor and dealing with all the stuff involved with trying to get better. But if you do happen to have a slip and fall, don't worry about it at all. The tremendous staff at Titan MRI is ready to find out what you need to do to get all fixed up. The winners of the Best of the Best contest in Gainesville, staffers at Titan MRI have more than 20 years of experience of making you feel comfortable during an MRI. The only locally owned and operated MRI center in town knows how crucial it is to get back to everyday life so they've made it as easy as possible to get into their office just as easy as it was to score on florida state's football team the last few years and speaking of scoring all blue cross and blue shield members just got a gift to start off the new year they heard how many people wanted to get in and see joe and the crew at titan mri they made sure to add them to their network with offices in gainesville and now lake city there's an office near you so it's up to you tell your doctor you want to get to feeling better from the absolute best titan mri this is Florida Gator Jeffrey Meldon. And if you want free tickets to any UF sporting event, there's only one place to score them. Meldon Law is the only official personal injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, and we're giving away tickets to all the games. Just go to MeldonLaw.com or visit Meldon Law's Facebook page to enter for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, you can take away the uh, AT. Still got a P in here. It's PG sitting in for duels today. Uh, Happy to have him. Happy to have all of you listening. Jeff Cardozo here as well. Will is producing. He has been uh, active, getting after it. We appreciate his duties, if we feel to say that when it's all said and done. Congrats. If you just clocked out at 5 o'clock, you made it through a, a Tuesday work day. Now we'll, we'll try to get you home. What's, what's harder now to get home? You think Archer Road or Newberry? <sighs> if you're heading towards 75, heading west. That's a good question. I would probably say Newberry. Archer gets pretty thick, man. Yeah. I'd probably say Newberry. You know what's worse? Coming into Gainesville, you know, heading east, you can't. There's like no way to get in anymore because no. they put all the schools on those roads. Right. That yeah, yeah. The arteries are just clogged. Sometimes it takes me an hour to cool. take JJ to Buholes. Wow. If we don't leave at 710, mm-hmm. we have a number. He knows. He'll be in the car. <laughs> he knows he better get his you-know-what <laughs> yeah, in the car because we'll, I can get there in 15 minutes or an hour, yeah. 40 minutes, for 50 minutes. It's crazy. So That's... I think coming in might be worse than getting out. 
And then the sun's in your face either way, both ways. Yeah. Which is always crazy. That is true, too. Coming in, going out. Yeah. It's the way it is. All right. Well, we got uh, lots of stuff to talk about and people to talk to. So let's get right back to it. It looks like Bo Gator is joining us next. Hey, Bo Gator. Hey, man. How y'all doing today? Doing great. Hey, I'm hearing all this talk about, uh, let me pull over here because I'm out to walk. I'm not out here looking for Bigfoot. about Shane talking about how they dress and stuff, and I thought about that dude from uh, Carolina back, uh, who was that? Coastal Carolina, we said, talking about the guys got the straps on, like, I need some dogs. They all are like cats. He's like, I don't want cats, I want some dogs. Yeah. And that dude was like, and that's why I think Shane's got these guys going. But uh, how much of this recruiting you think has got something to do with uh, – the fact that uh, Dan hadn't been able to go into any rooms or any of his homes or anything. I think that's affected. Yeah, I think it's a big factor this cycle. And you know what bothers me about that? So much goes on in recruiting, and mm-hmm. what he got that show cause for was so. I'm just going to use. The, I can't think of a better word. And I'm not that smart. So stupid. It yeah. was just stupid. Like he got that for some for co- having contact with a recruit during the day. It was petty. It was camp. It was really petty. Yeah, yeah it very was, much so. For what goes on out there, for him to get that, it was almost comical to me. Mm-hmm. You know. So oh, anyway, know. But, but no, yeah. Somebody, if, somebody if, was sitting there. I mean, somebody if, was sitting there waiting on him to be like, "Hey, we got we got this. Look at this." Yeah, you know, it's like crazy. I, I just. Yeah. yeah, if if I mean again, go back to that timeshare example. If you're talking to the, you know, kind of the the dude that doesn't really know how to close or do anything, or you're actually talking to the head guy at the end that's got all this experience and he's selling the pro- program or the, in this case the timeshare better, you're probably going to seal the deal if you're talking to the the closer guy and not just some normal person. I think it makes a difference not being able to sit there and interact with the head coach. Oh yeah, but. If y'all want to hear something crazy, I don't know if y'all can hear it or not. There's an age 47 over here, and he's just lighting up a bunch of tanks and stuff out on this firing range out here. <laughs> man, the power of the military, man. That's a bad son of a... <laughs> anyway, go Gators. Hey, how about that basketball game last night, yeah. man? Good, uh, good job man, in the second, second half. half man. Dude, they, got it. They, they were working together, man. I was like, oh, yeah, we got something coming, so... Yeah. I sent you them tickets. I don't know if you got them or not, Jeff. I did. Yep, all good. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll get rid of them. Get somebody pretty happy for game one. It'll be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're pretty good seats They're down there where the pep band sits, so just above them. So. Sweet. I might go one time and grab the dude's trumpet and start playing it. Uh, if you do that, let me know because I'm gonna be there too. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> we had a trombone Hi, man. man. Thank you. Do, we did. Do, do you remember Trombone Man? Yeah. yeah that was Sid Martin's uh, son, the okay. governor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew that whole family. Um, Sid Martin Sr., because Sid Martin Jr. was also his brother. But anyway, he was the trombone man. He'd yeah. sit up there with a little handkerchief and just rock yeah. it, you know? Then you had the, the deer panty guy behind the back. Yeah. And then the coffin corner over there. Oh. That was the old O-Dome. It was so bright in there, too. You'd walk in and just be wide awake. Ching. <laughs> now it's like Madison Square yeah, Garden like a, dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, the basketball team, real quick, though. Uh, McKissick looks like a nice player, mm-hmm. and I was surprised because I, I like uh, Appleby. Yeah, I like him. He came off the bench mm-hmm. and he played well. Like he just adapted to that role. Who yeah. knows going forward? But that surprised me that he didn't start. But I, you know, who finishes? Right, Mullen says that too. But they, uh, White said that this right now is 
one of his best passing teams. Mm-hmm. And that excites me. You know, guys that want to share the ball, you right. get better looks. Rhythm. And you didn't have that at all. Yep. Last couple of years by by any means. And I thought that was the neatest part of the game was even if you just watch the highlights, a lot of the baskets, there were three, four passes before the three was yep. taken because you're finding the guy that's wide open and then you just got to hit a shot. feels like you make more of those. I don't know if statistically that's yeah. true, but it just, you know, when you're watching, you're like, man, that's going in. And it goes in because mm-hmm. it's like nice flow. But one interesting thing about that is White said, and I'm just paraphrasing, that it's a, like, it's a collective shot now. They're trying to think about it as a team collectively. Was that a good shot? Which I thought was pretty cool. He put some thought into that because I've never heard a coach say that. <laughs> I've coached some AAU basketball back in the day, 12-year-olds out at the you know, Boys and Girls Club when there's only one team for each age group. But um, I thought that was really cool because that, that gives accountability for those bad shots. That's right. So I, I just I never heard that. Very, very John Wooden-like. He is, and, and he talks that, like that. He's, he's that good. He, I mean, he knows what he's doing. Just got to get guys to buy into the, the process. Swamp Train, what's up? Yeah, you would bring me on when I put a mouth full of sun thieves in there, wouldn't you? You something else, buddy. You got the seat, you got the, the shell still on there? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you got you got dill pickle or ranch? What what do you got? Barbecue? I got I got the original. Okay, old school. You are the original oh. swamp train. Yes, yeah, sir, man. PG, how you doing, buddy? I'm all right, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. They I'm calling because they told me she said to call and tell Jeff to tighten up. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get you from last time, buddy. That was good. <laughs> hey, but, man, I tell you what, though, bro. I just sat right there and, and said we got to start rotating so much, man, and let the starters get in and do damage to the other team. And then, you know, if they tired, then you can you bring them out. But uh, I, I really think we're rotating too much, man, and – I think Mullen, I love my coach. You know, I love Grantham there. A lot of people might not, but I ain't wishing bad on the man. I think we just need to uh, recruit better, man, uh, do a lot better play calling. You know what I'm saying? And if Mullen needs help calling some plays, hey, man, you know, hire a little help for somebody to watch up there and see what's going on and, and, and just call better plays. That's defense and offense, though. You know, I love both my coaches. And I hate to fire a coach and all of that, but regardless of who the DC be, you know, I'm, I'm all in because they'll be a Gator man. And um, I, I think I applaud Mother for shutting down the media because at this point with the season and the, and the way it's going, we kind of need to get the smoke to die down a little bit, man, from all the losses and get the team back focused. So I'm, I'm kind of glad he did that because all they was going to do is ask the players the same crazy question they asked him, remember, right? You're right. So, I mean, and it'll just be instead of brainwashing the guys to not be focused on South Carolina and just be focused on what the media is saying, and now you go in this game with your guard down, you may get whooped by a struggling team just like you. Correct? Yeah, and listen, Florida's not the only program that's done it. There's been a lot of other programs in, in the country that do that, and obviously we're just talking about it here because people want the access and they want to hear things. But, yeah, I think to for, for Dan to change – what's going on in that locker room and and the things that he wants to do to now implement something different he's got to keep people away from the the negativity side because there's so much of it now and i I mean i don't i don't mind him doing it i mean heck they they may not even let me talk to a coach 
and I'm Mr. <laughs> Mr. Fluff guy this week, and I don't care. I mean, if that's what if that's what they want to do to go win, then I'm, I'll buy in. Yeah, me too. But and the other thing is too much. I ain't gonna hold you. Is the other thing is uh, I, I knew a couple of uh, guys, and you know, actually family members that went up and were being recruited by Alabama. Uh, a couple of years ago, you know, I'm sure y'all know the local kids that went on up to Florida State instead of the Gators. But um, when they got back, man, both of them said the same thing. When they was being recruited by Bama and they went and talked to Saban and talked to the staff, it was, it seemed like everything was all business. Not necessarily I'm going to be your, you know, father figure or whatever when you hear your best friend. And it was all strictly business. And that's and if you get that approach to when you're talking to these new kids and the ones that's here, look, man, it's business. You guys are starting to make money and stuff like that in this college stuff. So you have to treat it like it's it's business, which it is, right? Yeah, especially with the I NIL. Mean, I mean, that makes it. Yeah. And that's why shutting down. I wasn't even really thinking about that, but if you shut down their social media, a lot of these guys are promoting themselves through social media. Mm-hmm. So. They're promoting their brand, their shirts, hoodies, all kinds of things. Uh, Outback Steakhouse. Didn't Anthony and Emery have something with Outback, right? Teammates or something. Um, But, yeah, I don't know how you do it. I mean, it's such a new world, man. Now you can get the car. Before, people were getting the car. But now it's like, who's got the most cars? You know? Yeah. So. I, I think we just got to switch the mentality a little bit, man, and get these guys focused and thinking of more business because, I mean, hey, you come in here to get your education, but when you come in to the practice field and, and game time and put this gated uniform on, it's a business trip, buddy. You know, you, you, this is it. It's all business, all bull crap set aside. And the other, my last thing is, man, what's with this keep coming out with these T-shirts and, and gym shorts trying to warm up? When everybody else is sending the guys out there in, you know, full uniform to get the feel of the game, get out there, you know, in your full uniform, warming up and just get ready, just getting that feel. I understand he said when he was back at Mississippi State, the guys got wet and all of this right here. But, well, this ain't Mississippi State, man. We the Florida Gators. So, I mean, like, send them guys out there, you know, and just see how that changed things. Send them out there full padded ready to go in warm-ups, man, and, and, and get them game ready. I mean, let's not wait till 25, 30 minutes to the kickoff, and then you send them in there and they come back with the Superman cape on. I mean, put them out there and let them warm up in the gear. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. I think everybody's different, certainly. Um, if that's the way that, that he wants to do it, he's been successful with, with doing it, and the players like it, then I would assume that you just you let them do that. I don't know if it makes much of a I don't. I guess warming up. I. I mean, I think back back to my days, like the days we wore shorts during BP because it was really hot, or the days I wore the baseball pants because it was a little chillier. I mean, it didn't make me play different when the game rolled on. So I think that's just well, more of a mindset. Swamp, are you are you maybe referring a little bit to that article that was quoted, the Feldman article in the Athletic? Because he he went into detail, and this was other coaches quoted. Now, of course, it's that you know. We're not going to give the source away sure. quotes. And um, one of the things that was pretty prevalent in that article was was how sloppy even the warm-up is. And I know, you see, you start losing games and, like, you warm up sloppy. Yeah. It's like if you're winning games, nobody talks about that. But I, it, does, it did catch the eye of certain people. And then when things are snowballing, it gets added in. But did you, are, did you read that article? Is that what you're referring to I, on that? 
No, I, I did I did not read the article. I only relate to that, uh, PG, because I played semi-pro football and stuff like that. And, it man, it felt good to go out there in your warm-ups and you're in your uniform. You know what I'm saying? It, it kind of, to us, it got us game ready. You know, we was out there like, yeah. You know, I mean, it just gets you, to me, more in the game time ready to play other than I'm out there in gym shorts running around like we had a freaking park and the other team is over there across the 50. They padded up ready to get it. You know, you might hear a few pops over there here and there. I mean, you're not getting to do that over here on the Florida side because you got on gym shirts, gym shorts, but you hearing that other pop going on on the other side of that 50. That's because they getting game ready, ready to go, man. You know, I'm just speaking on the football in football locker room talk. Yeah, and you, you know it, you know it better than a lot of people. So it's maybe there's something to it, Swamp and, Train. And obviously, you know, with that article, he's not the only. It, yeah, thinking yeah, about it. Yeah. So, but man, y'all take it easy, man. It's always good to chat with you. You too. Appreciate <laughs> but, you. But you know, isn't it? And I totally agree with that. It kind of goes back to what Shane says. You know, looking, looking, being in uniform, being a team. You know, if everybody's going to have their socks up, everybody have their socks up, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. I saw that with the Giants last night. In the NFL, you don't see a lot of different, you know, yeah. is. So, like, I was watching the Giants. All of them had those red socks up, even the linemen. So, I don't know. Is there something to that? Like, I maybe, because it's an organizational thing, right? Like, you always warmed up your teams or your teams that you played for in baseball kind of the same way, mm-hmm. right? It was a, it was a process, and and. If you didn't do something, if you dropped the ball anywhere, then it didn't go smooth, and maybe that could carry over to the game. Yeah, it's fascinating. There's a lot that goes into it, for sure. All right, got to snag a break. We'll do that. Keep it rolling. You are listening to The Tailgate. Call us up on our Titan MRI hotline, 392-8255. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Paulina Castro. Gators women's soccer lost 5-2 to the Tennessee Volunteers in the quarterfinals of the SEC tournament. This loss will end their season. In Gator football news, long snapper Marco Ortiz was named as the Burlesworth Trophy nominee. Ortiz is a redshirt junior and in his fourth season with Florida. In Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves will face the Astros tonight. The Braves are looking for a win in Game 6 of the World Series. Max Fried will be on the mound for the Braves against Houston's Luis Garcia. You can catch the coverage live right here on WRUF 98.1 starting at 7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Paulina Castro. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida, and with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo, and if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small, they do it all, from service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. 
Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Gentlemen, listen up. Your lady is letting you watch football, go to tailgates, and hang out with your buddies every weekend this time of year, so you need to show her some thanks with something that'll make her smile. And what's better than jewelry? Oaks Jewelry is the place that'll create that smile with their amazing selection of diamond studs in every price range. They'll look amazing on game day with her gator tee and jeans, or how about date night paired up with that little black dress? Now show her you're a stud and get that special something just because. Oaks Jewelry, making North Central Florida smile for more than 30 years. This is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with the University of Florida's only official personal injury law firm partner, Jeffrey Meldon of Meldon Law. Jeffrey, I hear you are the go-to place for free tickets to Gator athletic games. That's right, Jeff. Meldon Law is the place to score tickets to all the Gator games. Go to MeldonLaw.com or visit our Facebook page to enter our contest, and you could win tickets to an upcoming game. You heard it here, Gator fans. Go to MeldonLaw.com or the Meldon Law Facebook page for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play. So if you bleed orange and blue, Meldon Law is the firm for you. When fun finally returns, Bud Light legends don't just come back. They come roaring back, carrying a cooler full of Bud Lights, an inflatable dolphin, and those Velcro pads with the balls that stick to them. And this summer, with a cooler at their side, they're going to make up for all the fun we've missed. Welcome back, Bud Light Legends. It's time to take summer by the coolers. Cooler up at BudLightLegends.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2021 AB Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Today, the World Series continues. The Astros survived a must-win Game 5 in Atlanta. Now the series returns to Houston. Base hit for Correa. Altuve can jog home, and it's 9-5. Can the Astros survive a must-win again? Or will the Braves be crowned World Series champions? World Series coverage continues tonight at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This is Florida Gator head football coach Dan Mullen. Join me every Monday afternoon at 1 for my weekly press conference right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, Jeff and PG back here with you on a Tuesday. Hope you're having a, a good ride home or wherever you are. Appreciate you tuning in, whether it's via the WRUF app, listen on the internet. A lot of ways you can tune in, and however you're doing it, we appreciate it. Back to the phones we go. It is Daryl's turn to chat. Hey, Daryl. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, uh, I'm going to bring up something that hadn't been brought up on this show. I've had some crazy thoughts going through my head about Gator football. Jeff, uh, from the body language of Dan Mullen, do you really think he wants to be here? I mean, if you even if you asked me last week, I would have said yes because I I just I know how much he cares. I know he much he wants to win, and 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 I see the way he is around the program. Um, you know, obviously the negativity is not helping by any means, and I think that that would wear on anybody. I mean, like I I just I, I thought about this the other day, Daryl. Like if, I mean, luckily it doesn't happen, but if I just was sitting there at, at my desk at the golf course 
and I pull up Google or something, and I get like 17 bad reviews, and it's like ripping the, the staff and ripping the course and all these other things, and you know there might be a good view here or there, but like that stuff, I'd start to think about like what what the hell am I doing here? Like, am I really the person that that should be here? I just I, I think that's a big part of it. I, I mean, I know that there's enough people that want him to be here and enough people that, that think he's good, but I mean, luckily I haven't had to deal with it, and I'm sure many of us in this world haven't had to deal with it. It's it's got to wear on you because I even think about just one of them here or there. Or if, you know, I, I have a conversation with somebody and there's like a rumor maybe going around. It's like, oh, that that Jeff Cardozo, he's kind of a prick. Like I would I would question myself. Like, I was, where, where'd that come from? Like, I feel like I'm not like that, and and I'm sure he feels like he's not a lot of what he's hearing. But if you consistently hear it, then yeah, why would you want to continue to stay in a place? I mean, is, F- Spurrier's famous for saying it. I mean, yeah. ten ten wins wasn't good mm-hmm. enough. He goes and pounds uh, Cincinnati that year, and then or is it Cincinnati in the Orange no, Bowl? No, we beat Maryland. Maryland, Maryland. yeah, they're both red. Yeah, um, right. but then and that's what he says. So it's just, I, I mean, I guess it, I guess it does get to you. And I would, but I, I do. I, I mean, if if you flat out make me like swear on it, I would say he, he still wants to be here. And I think, well, re- I think Daryl, I'm going to add one little thing in here. I, I, I do think COVID. The pandemic was hard on Dan. Mm-hmm. You could see, I mean, it was hard on he, all of us. Changed. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But also the changes, like we talked about, NIL, transfer portal, which he's been good at. But you know, you, you, give, you get some, you're going to lose some. Yeah. Uh, but I think all the change, the pandemic, the change with that, the advent of social media really taking off, I, I think it's taking a toll on him. And it's harder to be a coach. But they're making a ton of money. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, man, because there's guys, you know, on garbage trucks you know, lucky to have insurance, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm not going to yeah. feel sorry for anybody, but I do think the pandemic was, was I don't know, it must have been hard to run a team. And you, remember the Darth Vader costume? Mm-hmm. He got really upset at the Missouri game. I think that was the same day. Um, but there was a couple other things that I think, I think that has, I think that's a factor. I do. Well, the reason I bring this up, as long as I've you know, followed college football and been a season ticket holder in games and on a booster for numerous, you know, over 30-something years. And, you know, I've seen these coaches in college football. I'm going to be here for the duration of the longevity and stuff. And it's, the older I get, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, but the older I get, it's harder for me to trust these coaches anymore. You know, they tell you one thing, then they go do something else. And, listen, I want Dan Mullen to succeed just as much as any other Gator fan out there. But I told my wife this last night. She said, you think this? There's a dude in Duval County just north of where I live. Jeff, I don't trust him with a damn like a snake. <laughs> and I'm just wondering if he ain't put some thoughts in Dan's head saying, hey, I need somebody up here to coach Trevor Lawrence, be a quarterback coach. And I don't know how much Dan flirted with the NFL with the Jets last year, but I don't trust Urban Meyer up there. I think that – I think – yeah, I mean, I, who knows, right? It's all speculation anywhere you ever hear anything until it's done. But I, I don't know if that'll ever happen. But, I, you know, I think a lot of people could see if this recruiting is tougher, all these different things, you want to go to the NFL. Like you saw Mike Tomlin say, a booster ain't got a check big no enough way, to bring me no. to college football. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy gig getting 85 scholarship guys, depth on the roster, re-recruiting your guys. If you look back when Mullen was hired, the SEC had five openings. Right. If you look back, Dan Mullen is by far the best 
Well, Jimbo's in that mix. So it's him. And, they're the only two left. Because mm-hmm. at that same time, Tennessee hired Pruitt. He's got them right now in a lawsuit threatening to burn the house down yeah. on the way out. You had Matt Luke at Old Miss, um, Chad Morris at Arkansas, and I'm forgetting one other. Uh, Moorhead at, ten- at Mississippi State. Did I mention him? Because Mullen left. So, and then you had Scott Frost, who has no answers up there anymore. Yeah. Who you know? And then Chip Kelly's not recruiting real well out at UCLA. You know, he was another choice. Yeah. So really, you could have done a lot worse. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say this, PGA. I'm gonna get off to your list. <clears throat> I understand we can't go 12 and 0 every year, 11 and 1, 10 and 2. But listen, I don't want to turn into Mississippi State South down here. I don't want to be seven and five, eight and four every year. You know, going to the uh, Outback Bowl, the Music City Bowl, which I'd love to go to Nashville. Hope we get to go this year. You know, to go to that bowl game. But you know, I don't want to become that program and just Georgia's kicking our teeth in every year. No, of course you don't. And I don't think Mullen wants to be there either. At least that's what he said the other day. So that's an opportunity now for him to, to try to do something to make that not happen or obviously leave. I mean, it's, it's one way or the other. It's either he's getting out or he's going to do something to, to make it better. So he, he's not happy with the, I guess you would call it mediocrity um, because that's that's not what the expectation is here by any means. Well, I just hope there's some fire in the belly Saturday night in Columbia. That's all I can ask for. Like I told you, I'm making a trip. I just want to see the kids play with some enthusiasm. That's right. Yeah, you want to see it change. No question, yep. Daryl. Thanks, guys. All right, appreciate you. I tell you, though, man, you, you the way Georgia's recruiting, you're not going to catch them this year. Mm-mm. So you got to get on it. You, you, yeah, this is something that takes the cycles. The transfer portal will help you kind of mm-hmm. maybe advance it faster than ever to make the changes. But you, I mean, next, next, this one you got to salvage. You got to come up with some guys to fill this class, and the next one, you got to get it right. The facility's almost done. You can't keep widening the gap. No. It takes it's so much pressure, right, Jeff? Can you feel the pressure of trying to out scheme everybody all the time? You can make some mistakes and not have the best scheme if you have the best players. It's right. a mix. I don't know. So that's my take on recruiting. But no, I think it's great. I think more than ever, it's becoming evident by every team that's in the top five is the teams that make the playoffs every year and it's the same ones over and over but they're recruiting to that level and they're obviously playing for championships and that's where you want to get this program copper gator is ready to chat what's up dude hey what's up fellas i got three things the first thing is pretty quick and simple i knew there was a basketball exhibition last night do we do we know how we did did we get any recap on that they did well. They, uh, they they played well in the second half. All the transfers got in there, did their thing. Appleby came off the bench, made a few threes, had a little spark, but they they really distributed the ball well. They it's, it looks like a cohesive team already, and I, and I wanted yep. to see if that was the case because when I did the the coaches show the other week last week, Mike White was the the guest, and we talked for an hour, and he said it's a really good team as far as distributing the basketball and playing together and doing all that. I, I was a little shocked because, wow, these are four different transfers, mm-hmm. all guys coming in from mm-hmm. different styles, but they bought in, and if they can do that, then they got a chance to be good. Good, good. So that's, that's what I wanted to hear. I didn't get a chance to read up on anything, so that's good to hear. The, the, the second thing that I was going to ask about before we get into football is baseball tonight. And, and actually, it was a recap or a question that I had from uh, Sunday night's game, and since I know PG's on today and he's a big baseball guy, you know, 
as a pitcher, Jeff, you play in there, and PG, you've got a son that pitches now. What is your what is your take to the bullpen and to the starting pitcher when you see a guy like the catcher Maldonado absolutely toe the plate and know that he's not swinging there? AJ Minter purposely walks Bregman, and you know he's not swinging on that bat. Yeah. How do you tell him to pitch that pit? What, what's your What's your explanation there? He screwed up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's exactly. I mean, you you got a guy in there that can't hit a lick. Just, I mean, just throw him a cookie. Mm-hmm. Let him. I mean, let make him beat you. There's no way. I mean, that, that changed the game, obviously. But you just you can't get to that point where you're a big league pitcher and not even be close. So it's just hey, just hey, here, here's my best stuff. I've got really really good stuff. That's why I'm in here right now. I've been so good down the stretch. Hit it. And he's an automatic yeah. out. You can't yeah. – that lineup's deep. You, he's somebody you've got yeah. – you can't slip up on, you know? Well, and I, and I think that was the thing is that he – Dusty got up there and said, hey, they just walked Bregman. I want you to get hit by a pitch or you're going to look out swinging or you're going to look out strikeout looking. Mm-hmm. And he basically said, I'm not taking the bat off my shoulder. I want this closer to beat me. And we couldn't get the job done. And, of course, the next next pitch is a bloop single when we bring the next guy in and then it's all over there. But, it, I mean – do what do you give our chances going back to Houston tonight with Freed and then Anderson against seven if it gets there? Are we, are we still in a good position currently? If, if we don't win tonight, is it over? Yeah, tonight's the big night. I, I think if it goes seven, then Houston probably gets it because, I mean, you have everything ready to go tonight. You've got that rested bullpen. So you didn't have to spell those guys at the end of the game two days ago. And if Freed can go five, he's been your best pitcher by far down the stretch. So have him do his thing for five, and then you got four guys to, to finish it off. You only got to win one yeah. more, man. You That's guys it. have squeezed the towel dry. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I almost, I'm almost watching this with that 3-1 lead, and I'm like, man, they just – do they have it? I think, I think the Braves do because they've been, done it I, yeah, the whole second about half. Them the whole year. Yeah, and it, it would be a shame if, if, if they don't get it, even oh, though I, it's going to kill I'm you. I'm with you. I'm going to – I'm going to be watching tonight. I'm going to be celebrating. And the last thing, and I'll take it off the air, and I want, and I want your feedback in, in regards to in, NIL. And when it was announced, I mean, it seems like it was forever ago, but I guess it was just last year. I thought that was going to be the ultimate wild card in recruiting and players and where players are going. And this is a, and this is a two-part question. And the first part is, does Florida have NIL, and how many players are we playing, are paying, and have, are, are people paying for them to come here and play? And is it innately easier to do that in a place like Georgia or other places that are recruiting at a higher level than us? I know we're such a big program and that we've got a microscope on us. I mean, just like we're getting audited for a, a teacher that's not allowed to talk in school. I mean, how much flexibility do we have that? And I'll let you guys answer that, and go Gators. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Copper Gator. I mean, there, there's obviously a lot of different ways you can go about doing it. PG mentioned AR getting the, the car deal today. Um, but listen, I mean, the, you hear me talk about it. We've, we've had Eddie on here, but the, the guy that started the Gator Collective, and there are about 900 members in. And the, the cool part about it is, I mean, you could pay basically $10 for the entire year. It now goes into this pot, and then it helps guys and gals. Now there, there's some women's basketball players, a gymnast, and – several other people where they're offering deals through the Gator Collective in order to be able to, to market some stuff and, and get people here. So now, that, yeah, that's the next step, though, is, is I mean, if so think about that. If, if you're sitting here moaning and groaning about recruiting and you have $10 to spare, $20 to spare, $50 to spare for the entire year, just do it one time, 
then that money is going to go to say, hey, we can offer, say, PG's a, a high school senior. Dude, if you come here, we'll help you get this deal to Sleep Center Superstore, the mattress. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'll you'll get that. You'll be their spokesperson, and you'll be able to make it work. So, I mean, I don't know if there's – you wish there was, like, huge people that would be able to contribute to that because let's just say Arkansas. They, they wanted to – get good all of a sudden Walmart. and the Walmart dude just said, okay, I'm going to go buy the best quarterback, best running back, two best receivers, mm-hmm. the best D lineman and the best safety. So there's six guys, give them a million each, $6 million, which is nothing to that guy. Now all of a sudden you got the number one recruiting class and you make an impact. And and that's where I was going to go with that because I think kind of what copper was saying, like he expected it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, it's unleashed. Like whatever that day was, you yeah. know, and I think people are trying to figure out right now how to implement it. I do know that a player doesn't ever have to do anything. Like, let's say Gardner Chiropractic signs, you know, I don't know, Ike Hilliard mm-hmm. back when he was, you know, high school senior, right? Yeah. I, Ike never has to do anything for me. I just sign him to a marketing deal. He never has to speak, he never has to promote a product anything he's just got a contract with me so that's where something like the walmart and of course you want to use them sure it's gonna sign i think you're gonna see some things that'll surprise i I just i figured we would by now but i'm just wondering if they're trying to figure out how to do it because i think look illegally old miss became relevant really quick by adding the number one wide receiver basically your scenario yeah (laughs) just a little while ago yeah and they got caught for it but that's how fast you can turn it around so somebody's gonna do that you got T Boone Pickens money at Oregon State, right? Right? Uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Oklahoma State. Yep. And you know they want to be relevant mm-hmm. so badly. And then you've got Nike at Oregon. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say Florida has Gatorade and some okay. other things, it citrus companies. Yeah, but happen. but you get what I'm saying. All it takes is one of these groups to just like you said, Walmart, and build a super team. I mean, Arkansas loves their team. Yeah. They sell out every game, win or lose. South Carolina sells out all their games. I don't know if they have lately, but they, they've had a long stretch. I mean, there's a lot of passionate fans, but who is the big backer or alumni or, or of, of specific schools? Yeah, that's what it can turn into. And I would assume that as we see NIL work, it's going to be used more for that than actual current players. Yes, like it's so. it's going to be more to hey you're going to get this deal if you come to school here and that's going to be the pitch. Arch Manning, mm-hmm. I, I'm really curious to see what Arch Manning winds yeah. up with because he's got all the big boys after him. Sure. They know how he can just change the trajectory, just change the program. He looks like that quarterback, yeah. and you know a quarterback can do that. So I feel like it's going to be a quarterback that pioneers this thing that everybody wants. Like if Trevor Lawrence was coming out, that's kind of like what Arch Manning is. Yeah. So that's my that's my take and. I just it's going to be interesting but it hasn't really affected things crazy yet no. like what I what we were talking about so yeah so I, I don't know and I guess be... we don't necessarily know that yet maybe maybe there are some deals that have happened and that's why certain people are committed in certain schools and then when they sign with the school it'll be like okay well here's what this guy's getting we might not be able to know about it right now right that's what See, I mean I don't even know how it works yeah I don't like, think you can know yet until they're actually a part of the program so you got those deals that are a part of so so Kirby's recruiting pitch is, hey, we're gonna do this. I'm gonna sell the program like I do anyway, but then I'm also giving you 500 grand and whatever it is. Well, Urban, this is a good time to be very innovative. Mm-hmm. And Urban, when he was at Ohio State, when he was here, whatever people want to say, he was an innovative guy, 
right? He didn't invent the football, but he changed the way things were done sometimes, right? When he was at Ohio State, they had a program for like basically name, image, and likeness on how to promote the players. So when you went there on a recruiting trip, they would show you. They had already dedicated all these things. And it wasn't, they knew NIL was coming, but this was to promote the player and say, hey, look, you, you're part of, you'll be part of Ohio State, but we're promoting you as well. Your, your next step is important to us. And they knew that would lead to NIL. Yeah. And that was three or four years ago. It was before Ryan Day was on staff, I guess. But, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it works. Let's get uh, back to the phones. Uh, Dequarius joins us next. What's up? Hey, how you doing? Good. Yeah, this is my um, first time calling in. I want to speak on recruiting. Sure. I understand the NIL and all that may bring some players. But if we want to get the – five stars that everybody's saying that we need, Dan Mullen has to change his sale in to those five stars. Telling them guys that they can come in three to four years, get developed, and then they'll play, those guys don't want to hear that. No, I agree. The, av- the, the average five star is only looking at three years in college and then he's at going to the pros. They're not trying to hear three and four years, you'll play you'll play around your third or fourth year. They're not trying to hear that. Yeah, no, I, 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 we've talked about that. I completely agree. I mean, you got to, whether it's true or not, you still have to, you know, it's obviously you're, you're probably lying and fluffing it up a little bit. But, yeah, you got to tell the guy that they're God's gift to that position. You know, they're, they're the whole reason why you know, this recruiting class is going to be good. We need you. This is what I'm going to do for you. You're going to play right away. I, yeah, you got to do all that other stuff. Because that's that is what they want to hear. But you're trying to teach yeah. old dogs new tricks. Yeah. Some of these guys have been coaches in the SEC for going on fifteen years, head coaches, and now everything has changed. It it's it's what it is. Change is inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. But the the whole landscape has changed. So that thought process that maybe a coach like Dan Mullen had by sitting a guy and developing for two, three years, like like this caller's saying it. It's, it's a thing of the past. You can do that with a developmental guy who needs to put weight on and Ethan White, but you're not, yeah, how are you going to talk? How are you going to tell Arch Manning he's not going to come in here and base? You can't promise a starting job, but it's open for you. Yeah. Right? And, and not be honest about it. You're not going to get him. Yeah. And I feel like that's what Nick Saban is doing. Nick Saban is not telling those guys they'll start, he's telling them come in, compete, and earn playing time. He's yeah. not telling them. Oh, you're gonna start. You you're gonna I, I see that you're a starter right away. He's not telling them that he's telling them come in and compete and earn starting time, earn playing time. Yeah. That, I mean you don't have to lie to him and tell him, Oh, you're gonna be a starter. That that's something that'll catch him. Come in and compete for for playing time. And, and I if think you show him that they'll you you'll start getting them. I think Dan does do that, though. I don't think he promises anything. You've heard recruits say that mm-hmm. he was; very, they were very honest with us. And he even uh, does that to the the transfer portal guys. Yeah. So I think he does do that part, but I do agree that times have changed, and if you want those top guys, they they have to. If they do earn the playing time, like we're saying, they need to get out on the field because they they don't want to sit around. If you're telling them you come in here and compete and you can you can start here year one. I mean, Jason Marshall's been starting some games. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he, hopefully he told him that. So I know it can be done. Dexter played a lot as a freshman. 
So, yeah. I, you know, there is some examples, but then there's there's guys buried. And I, who knows why, though? But anyway, I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right, man. We appreciate you uh, you tuning in, calling up. All right. All right. Thank you. Let's uh, sneak in Al before our final break. Hey, Al, welcome. How you doing, Jeff? Jeff, I listen to you guys all the time, and I really love your show. And I listen to Steve, too, and I've had arguments with Steve, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to argue with him anymore. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about what I've been trying to tell him. Okay. That recruiting is everything. Yeah. And he has always said that recruiting, five stars don't mean anything that it's how you develop your players. Well, you know, they keep saying that Kirby Smart hasn't, you know, he hasn't developed his players. Well, we know that's not true. Uh, we've seen them develop, and we know what they've got today. But my my thinking is that the reason you're hearing so much about recruiting now that we haven't heard before, because recruiting hasn't been that important at the University of Florida, up until Georgia's number one, in recruiting and number one in the nation. Now it's like, wait a minute, we don't like this. And that's the major problem. That's where all this finally, I think the eyes are wakening up, that if you don't recruit, you can't win. I have been saying that for, I've been, I've been here 16 years and I've been saying they don't recruit. Now they recruited when they had Urban Meyer and they won. Yeah, I, I mean, Al, it's, it is pretty obvious that, that that is, again, the case we just talked about 20 minutes ago, that the best teams are the top recruited ranking teams, and they're the ones in the playoffs competing for the national yeah, championship but, every but now year. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm comparing Dan Mullen yeah, no, I with Michael Wayne. I'm, I'm comparing him with Michael Wayne. You can't compare him with, with, with the great coaches in, in Florida. You've got to, we've got to now compare him with the bad coaches at Florida. Look at the record. Yeah, which is nuts to think about with the way this year started. And, and Isn't to, that the truth? Yeah, to have even that, that mindset, I, I think it obviously tells you something, but I and think it also shows you that. From a percentage standpoint, the SEC championship game last night, 75% of the starters were McIlwain guys. Exactly. So, that, you know, so now this is this, is this staff's team, mm-hmm. and – you know, I don't know. Well, time will tell. But you're seeing some some trends. Um, I've always followed recruiting. Probably thirty years. Used to get uh, Damn, mailed. You're old, to, dude. I am getting old, man. I used to get it out of the back of Sporting News. Tom Gibbons, blue chip, blah blah blah. And it was like <laughs> my, yeah. I begged my mom to let me get it, and it was stapled, and yeah. it would come in. And I'd read about Dan Kendra and Bobby Sablehouse. Yeah. And, sure. Uh, but you know, Florida even Muschamp recruited well. He was just wasn't he wasn't balanced. You know, yeah, he, he was a great recruiter. Yeah, but he wouldn't. He would. He would sign like one offensive lineman, and then all of a sudden we'd be down in numbers somewhere. Like he needed to balance better. I think he just loved that defensive side of the ball. But yeah. um, you can recruit but, here. But you know, I've been following recruiting since 1968, a long time. Mm-hmm. And recruiting to me has always been the answer. I mean, if you run a company, you want the best people you can get. That's right. That's what. That's what football is all about. And it's not just. It's not just in players. It's also in coaching. It's everything. Yeah, it's it's really simplistic with the way you put it like that, Alan. I think you're absolutely right. And I think, uh, I mean, you're right, too, that the people that didn't see that before, I think, are coming to that understanding because it is so blatant. And, you know, I know Mullen said that, hey, we won last year and they won this year, but he's they've won three of the yeah. last four Georgia has. Right. So I think that's that's kind of where it is. 
There you go. Well, I appreciate you. All right, Al. Thank you. And you know, um, the other thing too is the balance. Like you're obviously you're the head man, so you're the CEO. Mm -hmm. You're the last guy in the room, hopefully for the big time guys being the head coach. But your your assistant coaches, position coaches, are the ones that are really doing a lot of the legwork and recruiting. And you know, I think it it it's that's an issue too in certain areas, and that needs to be addressed. Like there's just it's not one thing. But I think if you you got to get a plan together. Mm-hmm. You got to change things. He's absolutely right. I think a lot of eyes are open now because yeah. Georgia's killing it again this year. They're yeah. number one in recruiting, and um, you know you've heard those misnomers too. Like if you're if you have all these great players, then you probably aren't going to get the number one recruiting class because guys want to play right away. Well, they're going to number one team. They're going to lose some guys, but they've also got the number one recruiting class. So it's relationships. It's being it able to close the deal. Um, playing time and all these things and facilities are important, but it's it's a whole it's the whole picture. Florida has a lot of it. Yeah. So maybe then that's what you know. As, as we we hate that Florida's going through a four and four season right now, but obviously go win the next four, finish eight and four. But maybe that loss or these three losses, because I wouldn't say Alabama have now changed that mindset to you know, hey, something needs to be done, and sometimes mm-hmm. you get that come to Jesus moment says that, Hey, we need to do it. And this, this could be that year. All right, let's get our final break. Come back and uh, wrap things up on a Tuesday. From the college of journalism and communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. Well, I think we all know how hot it gets in North Central Florida. It's sometimes unbearable at times to even be outside over the summer. But for me, it was just as unbearable to be inside because my house just wouldn't cool down. So I knew it was finally time to do something about it. And thanks to Kirk and his team at Crystal Air, my phone call turned into a life changer. They told me my unit was as old as Pat Dooley's and the air wasn't traveling through the house correctly and it was time to get with the times. So I took advantage of 0% financing for 60 months on a brand new train unit, was also able to take advantage of some rebates from train. And even though they are train comfort specialists, which is the highest contractor rating by train, Crystal Air and Water works on all brands out there. And the repair services are as fast as my fastball was back in the day and they'll be there today if you need them to come out and see what's wrong. With my new train variable speed system, The temperature has evened up throughout the house, there is much lower humidity, and the unit is even generator-friendly if need be. So if you need your AC unit looked at, call Crystal Air at 333-0460 because they aren't comfortable until you are. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Paulina Castro. 
Gators women's soccer lost 5-2 to the Tennessee Volunteers in the quarterfinals of the SEC tournament. This loss will end their season. In Gators football news, long snapper Marco Ortiz was named as a Burlesworth Trophy nominee. Ortiz is a redshirt junior and in his fourth season with Florida. In Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves will face the Astros tonight. The Braves are looking for a win in Game 6 of the World Series. Max Freed will be on the mound for the Braves against Houston's Luis Garcia. You can catch the coverage live right here on WRUF 98.1, starting at 7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Paulina Castro. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The semi-annual sale everyone waits for is here this weekend at International Diamond Center. Get extra savings store-wide, lowest prices all year, plus 36 months zero interest financing. And it's like double the selection with all the industry's top designers here with their entire collections, everything on sale. It's a three-day, $60 million event, lowest prices before the holidays, including over 1,000 new diamonds purchased just for this event this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only, only at IDC at Celebration Point on approved credit. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Oh, they're just nice people. It's not a bad, bad trip to the dentist like it was when I was younger. You know, that was a horrible thing. And, and now it's, it's, you go in and there are nice people there. They talk to you. They don't hurt you. <laughs> this is fairly important to me. Yeah. Well, you look forward to coming here. It's not yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the dentist. It's okay, we're going in to see everybody exceptional dentistry. It sounds silly, but it makes a difference in the way you look and feel about things. So it's not just coming to the dentist. It's we being... come see our friends. Exactly. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. The semi-annual sale everyone waits for is here this weekend at International Diamond Center. Get extra savings store-wide, lowest prices all year, plus 36 months zero interest financing. And it's like double the selection with all the industry's top designers here with their entire collections, everything on sale. It's a three-day, $60 million event, lowest prices before the holidays, including over 1,000 new diamonds purchased just for this event this Friday. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only, only at IDC at Celebration Point on a credit. The WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Florida Gators head coach Dan Mullen, and you're listening to The Tailgate on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. All right, wrapping things up here on a Tuesday. Let's get uh, some wisdom from the Gator man. 
to finish strong here today. Hey, Gator Man. What's going on? How you guys doing? Who you got that with you today? We got PG here today. Spitting oh, yeah. fire. Well, I give, uh, I give him a little bit of word of wisdom. I got the top ten things <laughs> you learn as a fan when the season goes bad. Well, number ten, you learn if you got two quarterbacks, you probably got none. Number nine, you don't listen to the head coach post-game press conference because they're going to say the same thing over and over. Number eight, you learn their same coach speak. We will get this cleaned up. We've done some really good things. Number seven, you learn that all other fan bases love it when you're in misery. Number six, you learn which coaches need to go. Number five, you learn more about your head coach. Number four, you learn more about which players are really giving the effort and which ones are waiting on the NFL draft. Number three, you learn not to listen to preseason hype. Number two, you learn all the great players from the state of Florida. They're at Georgia, they're at Alabama, they're at Clemson, and they're at Ohio State. And number one thing we learn is coaches call plays and their players make them, period. I don't care what the coach call. If the players don't get it done, you're going to be sitting here four and four just about every year. You guys have a great day. All right, Gator, man. Appreciate you. I think that's true. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people don't want to sit here and bash kids sometimes and do different things, but, I mean, it, it goes both ways. Yeah. Sometimes you can call a perfect play and somebody misses an assignment and it doesn't work. And then it looks... Like, you didn't call the right play or didn't do the right thing, but, yeah, or, execution's a lot of it. And it can be reversed, too. Sure. Like, watching that counter at LSU. Yeah. Could we have called a different front right there? <laughs> and Diabate didn't throw anybody under the bus, but he kind of said he yeah, what was happening. that. Yeah. So, I, yeah, both ways, man. Both ways. What it do you is. think? You think you can't get too far ahead here, but maybe got to win all these four? Yes, have to. I don't think there's any question. Can't lose any of them. All right. One game at a time, man. That's right. Do it up against a South Carolina team that hasn't been uh, too good this year. But that is the opposite of Dr. Gardner today. He was great. Thank, thank you, man. You. I appreciate, appreciate you it. sitting in. Good time, man. And, thank uh, you. We'll, we'll do it again soon. Will, thanks for pushing buttons, making us sound good. I know it's hard sometimes. But he did it well. So for PG, I am Jeff. Duel's back tomorrow. We'll uh, continue to get after it for the next couple of days here on the tailgate. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville, the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi. Right now, Raiders receiver Henry Ruggs III is facing a DUI charge in connection with a car crash early this morning in Las Vegas that left a woman in the other vehicle dead. Ruggs, who showed signs of impairment at the scene, will be charged with DUI resulting in death. On this NFL trade deadline day, quarterback Deshaun Watson stays with Houston. ESPN's Adam Schefter reports the Dolphins did their due diligence but opted not to make a trade for Watson today. Dolphins owner Stephen Ross making the final call. The Browns holding on to receiver Odell Beckham Jr. According to ESPN's Diana Rossini, they didn't receive any offers that would have made sense for the organization. 
A trade would have been best for Cleveland, believes ESPN's Mike Tannenbaum. Look at last year and this year, they played better without him. And when you have guys like Donovan Peoples-Jones, Darvis Landry, Higgins, you're going to free up a lot of cap space. You have a lot of good young players like Denzel Ward that maybe you can extend. And then next year, there's a lot of free agent receivers, guys like Chris Godwin, Devontae Adams. Our Mike Tannenbaum, Georgia Southern has hired former USC coach Clay Helton as the Eagles' new head football coach. Coming up Wednesday, we react to Game 6 of the World Series as the Braves look to close out their first championship in 26 years. And the Astros try to force a Game 7. That's Wednesday morning on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Let's go to Jerry in New York. Jerry, you're on Candy and Gold Jr. What's up? I was really impressed what I saw from Cooper Rush last night. I mean, to go out there on a short week's notice and... You know, gut out that win. I know he looked a little timid at first. I'm not solely convinced that Jerry Jones has a problem on his hands, and there could be a quarterback controversy in Dallas right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. Dak Prescott is really great, but Cooper Rush. <laughs> we got to let Jerry go. Oh, that's incredible. I respect Was that Cooper Rush's cousin calling? That might have been Cooper Rush himself. <laughs> Listen, I screamed that, and he did not say that on the call. I would not have put him through. Honestly, I kind of love it. What great buildup to the bit right there. Canty and Golick Jr. No quarterback controversy here on Canty and Golick Jr. on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests are going to join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Michael Golick Jr. and Chris Canty. And for anyone that missed it, we did have a caller yesterday after the weekend for the backup quarterback that was. Try and suggest that Cooper Rush had actually created a quarterback controversy in Dallas for Dak Prescott. Jason Fitz, co-host of Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio, right after us from 7 to 9 Eastern. And who will be co-hosting with me on Rankings Reaction coming up tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern, on all of your ESPN digital platforms as we get the first round of CFP rankings. Where were you when you heard that uh, phone call? Yeah, I was driving down the road, and I I legitimately was, like, yelling at my radio. Don't do it! Don't do it! The minute he started. Like, you just, I I don't understand. Sometimes fans, just the love affair that fans have with backup quarterbacks specifically is amazing to me. Because, like, you're presuming your entire staff is too stupid to realize they got the wrong guy starting? Like, that just... So you thought he was serious, Chris? Because I I still maintain that I feel like we were being trolled. Were you thinking he was serious, Chris? No, I thought he was absolutely serious. Mm -hmm. It's it's ironic that the best thrown ball on Sunday night actually came from Cedric Wilson and not from Cooper Rush himself. But, yeah, I thought he was being dead serious. And it's crazy how infatuated fans become with the backup quarterback, with the guy that they don't see that often. That was, by the way, not the dumbest thing that was said on your show yesterday, though, because it took like three minutes later for you to say that there were no good teams in the AFC, to which I may have texted you in a a, a four-letter word. Yeah, no, you weren't happy with that one, Jason. I will say, though, that as we're set right now, I look at what the Kansas City Chiefs did on Monday Night Football last night. I'm done. I'm out. I can't do it anymore. So, football-wise, I will cede control to your Las Vegas Raiders in that. Well, thank you. We appreciate that, and uh, I'll get you a jersey. There we go. Welcome uh, welcome to Raider Nation, Mike. Now that you're a lifelong diehard fan. That's how I took that, by the way, that you're now a lifelong diehard fan. No, that's what I figured as much for you, Jason. So, we can get into more of the NFL action with you (laughs) on a later date here. But I mentioned... We're going to be involved on ESPN Digital in a rankings reaction show that we've been doing now. This is going on year five, coming up at 8 Eastern. The rankings are going to come out before that, Jason. And this year feels different than most because of 
a number of things, but I think first and foremost is the presence of the Cincinnati Bearcats. They're number two in the AP poll right now. What do you think the committee's going to do with them night one, Jason, and what should they do? Yeah, so that's the most interesting, that in Oregon and, and where they fall on head-to-head. One thing I stress every year and we talk about every year is it's a different committee every year, right? So how does this committee value where they are? And you're at this point, it's a drinking game. You hear me say this every year. It's Everybody asks if it's best or is it most deserving. It's best of the most deserving. So this is the moment where if the committee is charged with getting the four best teams in, I'll ask everybody the same question. If you had to bet every dollar you'll ever make for the rest of your life in your house on Alabama versus Cincinnati on a neutral field, who are you taking? I think we all know what the answer to that is, which, if I'm on the committee, means I'm not putting Alabama below Cincinnati. If I was on the committee, I would have Cincinnati in the fringe 4-5 area. Uh, I think tonight what's interesting to me is if the committee has them any lower than number two, I don't think they have a shot at make the playoffs. So, Fitzy, you mentioned Oregon. I mean, right now, I mean, how much is the committee going to wait the win over Ohio State, and how much does the loss to Stanford and the Pac-12 being down as a whole affect them in terms of being able to make a case to vault up into the top four? It's something I've yelled about every year with Mike, that I feel like the committee pays more attention to the losses and what the, what the story and context around the losses are than they do around the wins. So sometimes we see a team get extra credit for what's considered a good loss or extra doubt for a bad loss. I think the committee's going to ding Oregon a little bit more than we expect because of a loss to Stanford, even though they were, you know, down in that game, uh, down their offensive coordinator in that game, obviously. So, like, those are things the committee is told, specifically charged with, you must consider every factor of the game. So how they value that, I think, is going to be interesting. Yeah, that's always the interesting part.